welcome back, guys, for another episode of the OK Boomer podcast. We're going to be talking about Gone Girl, a movie by David Fincher, made in 2014. David Fincher is one of the greatest directors of all time. If you don't know him, you're blowing it. And Nick will die, too. Nick and Amy will be gone, but then we never really existed. Nick loved a girl I was pretending to be. Cool girl. Men always use that, don't they, as their defining compliment. She's a cool girl. Cool girl is hot. Cool girl is gay. Cool girl is fun. Cool girl never gets angry at her man. She only smiles in a chagrin-loving manner and then presents her mouth for fucking. She likes what he likes. So evidently, he's a vinyl hipster who loves fetish manga. If he likes girls gone wild, she's a mall babe who talks football and endures buffalo wings at Hooters. If you haven't seen it, essentially what's going on in that soundbite is, um, for some context, it's about Roseman Pike and Ben Affleck. They have a relationship. And Ben Affleck, she goes missing, right? That's why it's called Gone Girl, and Ben Affleck is becomes one of the suspects. And one of the whole the whole time you're like, did he do it? Did he kill her or something? Or what did he do? Where'd she go? Um, right? Isn't that what I, or something? <laughs> and anyway, it's not what's important. And, but anyway, towards the end, the, the plot's revealed, and he didn't do it. it. She's actually alive, and she framed him. She wanted to frame him for her murder because she kind of had this like mental break as becoming the cool girl. And so that, that line or that um, soundbite, that's where that's from. And uh, I know it's a random movie to revisit, but it's interesting looking back at it from the perspective of Roseman Pike's character, the wife and not Ben Affleck. Cause the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, wow, this bitch is crazy. Like, bitches be crazy is the moral of this movie. Uh, my ignorant self in 2014. How old was I 2014? How old was I? What What year is it? Okay, it's 2026. Five. Oh, I was 17. Yeah, give me a break. I was 17. But I, it was a good movie. And I think that, I mean, even if you're a dude who listened to that, Everything, every woman who listened to that uh, recognized what that meant, but I didn't understand what it meant when I first watched the movie, but we've all tried to be, I feel like we've all tried to be that cool person at one point, um, someone who's like void of emotions, of neediness, of feelings, vulner- vulnerability, because like we're afraid of like showing that to somebody will like, you know, being needy isn't like hot in our culture, um, in the hookup Tinder culture. And people are afraid of commitment a lot right now. So being needy is extra not hot, right? Um, so she's like, I'm going to be the cool girl who, who like plays video games and drinks cheap beer and like does everything that like is supposed to be like is hot and wears a size two dress. But, she's never allowed to be a not cool girl, which is crying or being vulnerable or like telling someone how you feel or anything like that. And, um, she has a psychotic break. I mean, like the, the novel is kind of a, um, 
a cautionary tale to those who fight their own vulnerability, I guess. At least that's my interpretation. Um, because she, look what happened to her. She like lost her mind and later in the movie she like murders this dude and she's like a psycho she has a complete nervous breakdown um because she was bottling up her feelings and um you know we think we like separate ourselves from those types of relationships or that type of like insanity but like we we have our own cultural you know slang that we use to uh justify our fear of vulnerability or like closeness like you know like needing space or uh i don't know not being exclusive or like polyamory or like all these stuff or i don't know i'm just not ready for a relationship right now i don't know what it is but in order but like at the same time right so like we don't want to we're, we're gonna play these cool aloof characters um on our social media or whatever and uh, that way we'll never you know get close god damn it how unprofessional <laughs> but uh the problem is is like we do that or i do that at least and and then I complain about not feeling enough connections with enough people. <laughs> it's like, how do I expect to connect with people if I refuse to be vulnerable with anybody? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I guess I'm just learning. I guess I'm learning, you know, um, And, um, like, the ability to, like, truly show yourself to somebody. Like, I don't know. As a guy, like, sometimes I feel like my male friendships are, like, very, like, surface level. No matter how long. Just some of them. Not all of them. And, but, like, I'll meet a girl. And then within, like, six months, like, I'll tell them the deepest, darkest shit. I'll just open up completely, you know what I mean? But my guy friends still don't know shit about me, which I'm like, what? Like I've, the girls have come and gone up to this point at least, but my guy friends are still here and they still know shit about me. <laughs> like, like the real shit. And I'm like, why can't I open up? And I think I'm, uh, I think it's like the toxic masculinity. I think, um, whatever it is, um, I don't think it's healthy Um, to simultaneously. I think that like for me, whenever I start complaining about like, oh, I feel lonely or like I don't feel connected and I start getting into that mindset, it's important for me to be like, okay, like have I put in courageous effort into a deep connection with this person right you don't get a deep connection with someone passively (laughs) or casually (laughs) this kind of takes like a courageous leap of faith um whether it's your friends or relationships or whatever um but yeah that's all i got